0: happy thanksgiving (laughs) and happy thanksgiving to everyone that's here and listening um you know over wherever they're listening from these days i i don't even know what they're doing these days anywhere it could be anywhere you know the other day we had someone listening from russia so that was pretty pretty cool and so we're so we want to wish everybody a happy thanksgiving and we're so glad that you've made it here tonight and god is doing some great things at crossroads I'm going to pray and we're just going to get right into worship and then some testimonies. I have some people giving some testimonies. We'll get into the word and we just have a, a lovely time tonight. Amen? Amen? Why don't you stand as we prepare for this? Father God, we just thank you, mighty God, because you're an awesome, awesome Father. We love you tonight, oh Lord, and we're so thankful for so many things, God. Lord, with all the turmoil happening in this country, oh God, we still have great things to be thankful for. You are a loving God. Your love endures forever. Without you, we are nothing. So, Lord, as we worship your name, as we praise your name, as we lift up holy hands, as we look to you, oh God, minister to our hearts, minister to, to, to each and every one, Lord, and we pray blessings on everything that happens tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. A few of our college students are home right now, including Bella. Yeah. Welcome, Bella. He things to be grateful for tonight but first and foremost God we are grateful for the cross we are grateful for the life we have because of you Jesus you are a great and mighty God and it is your breath in our lungs tonight that allows us to pour out our praise of you tonight. And you shout your praise tonight, God. He's bones with- holy 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 is the lord god almighty we
0: adore you tonight great and mighty god it's just exciting to be in the house of the lord it's so precious and it's so meaningful in so many ways that we're able to do this at this time in this season we don't know how much longer we can do this in this country we don't know how much longer we can do this this year but we're believing that God is gonna do the miraculous and move in a powerful and mighty way, amen? amen? All right, I hope that's a little bit more powerful in your hearts, but God is gonna do some great things. Just keep hearing, I am an awesome God. He is, he is an awesome God. Yes, he is the I am, the great I am, is Praise an awesome God. God. Praise the name of the Lord. Tonight we have so much to be thankful for, and this year there's so many ups and downs and all arounds and, and twists and turns, right? and this, this election year, this coronavirus, just so many things have been going on and on and the list goes on and on and we know that. And there's so many things that can distract you. There's so many things that could derail you from God's calling in your life. We need to stay focused and we need to just continue to do what God wants to, us to do. Listen, we had riots, we had looting, we, we had shootings and, and people were dying on the streets, right? And if we're not careful, we become jaded. If we're not careful, we become disengaged. We, we become maybe even fearful people who don't even know what our next steps can be. We can become anxious, we can become depressed, and we can become off track in so many ways that we miss the goodness of God and that everything that he wants to do in our, in our lives, right? I and mean, we could just see a mess, and that's what we can just see, a, a mess. And so I wanna read this Psalms 107 to us tonight and reveals uh, different types of people and some of the things that they face are really some of the things that maybe we faced in our life as well. But in the end, we need to cry out to God um, as they cried out to God and He heard them and He's going to answer their prayers. And that's my prayer as well, that we will cry out to God and that God will understand us and that God knows that we are a good, that 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 he's a good, good father, and he's a good God, and as we cry out to him, as we know that he's a loving God and a good father, uh, he will will take care of us, he will provide for us, and so we need to become thankful rather than being hurtful, right, people, and so just stand with me one more time, real fast, just for a moment, we're going to be in Psalms, if you have your Bibles, you need to keep that open, because we... I'm going to only read two scripture verses now, but we're going to read this whole passage today. and I'm not going to make you stand up uh, tonight for this whole thing. So Psalms 107 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Whoever is wise, verse 43, whoever is wise, let him heed these things and consider the great love of the Lord. And I'll read that one more time. Give thanks to the Lord, verse 1 of Psalms 107. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And verse 43, whoever is wise, let him heed these things and consider the great love of the Lord. Amen. amen. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for your word, O oh God. We thank you for your holy scriptures, O oh God. We thank you that in this country, we still get to read your word. We still get to follow your ways, O oh God. We pray blessings over everything that's said and done now. I pray blessings over your people, O oh God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. This psalm is speaking to the congregation of believers, the saints of God, like us right now. And from the beginning, this psalmist is speaking about those who have been redeemed by the Lord. Redeemed by the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. The King James talks about His mercy endures forever. And the truth is, many of us need to stop right there and right in this one place. And we just need to understand that God, God is love and God is merciful to his people. And we need to just chew on that for a moment. And I, I, and his love endures. His love endures forever. God is love and his love endures forever. And we ought to give thanks. right? We, ought to, we, we can move so quickly to the next thing, to the next to the next thing that we have to do, to the next event that we have to do, and that we kind of just forget that God is a right now God, and we miss the moment right now. And his words say... Give thanks unto the Lord. And so let's just pause for a moment and just give thanks to the Lord. Can you just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we praise your name. Oh, just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let these words be on your lips. Thank you, Jesus. Just one more time. Thank you, Jesus. See, he's a good, good father. And we need to get that on our lips. We need to get that in our hearts. We need to get that in our core, that He is love and He is a merciful and that He is a good, good Father. And it says that he, His love endures forever. His mercy endures forever. And, and tonight, And tonight, if you don't know if you don't know the truth of God, if you don't really if you heard the testimonies and you don't really still know who Jesus is from your He is the resurrected one, He is God. He's the incarnation. He has come to earth as a baby, born of a virgin, right? And he is, he, he went to the cross and he died to give us life. And he resurrected three days later. He arose and he's seated at the right hand of the Father of God, making intercession for us. That means he's praying for you and he's praying for me. He's praying for us. If you don't know him right now, just speak to him from your heart. Invite him into your heart. Invite him into your life. And your life will never be the same. You will have a transformation of your heart. I guarantee you that. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. His mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say this. Though Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands, from the east, the west, the north, the south. So tonight we're going to look at four different types of people or four different types of people that were were scattered throughout the world and the Lord is going to gather them back from the north, the south, the east and the west. And this first group that we're going to look at is the wanderers and the lonely people, wanderers and lonely people people have limited resources people who were in dry places or in a barren area a barren place in their life people with limited means people that have lack of direction or focus in their life and and some wandered in the desert wasteland finding no way to a city where they could settle and there were they were hungry and thirsty and their lives ebbed away many of us at various times in life might have felt this way. Uh, maybe you're in a desert place in your, in your life. Maybe you are in a dry place in your life even today. Maybe you're missing your friends and your family and colleagues and, and schoolmates and uh, loneliness and isolation and um, idleness maybe has taken over in many ways and has caused depression. It has caused anxiety, not only in this country, but really around the world. And we're gonna be dealing with these issues way longer after corona is even gone. Way after even the election, we're gonna be dealing with depression and suicide and all these other issues. They're gonna linger for a very long time. Uh, many businesses and churches have, have been closed and they're not gonna open again. Many schools are now, I'm hearing, gonna be closed until uh, past January. Many, have, many people have just ebbed away. And life, sometimes um, we have to be brought low before we can actually be brought high. The Bible says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and you will be lifted up, right? We need to get to a point and place where, verse 6, they cry, out, they cry out to the Lord in their trouble. And He delivered them from their distress and He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks for the Lord for His unfailing love And His wonderful deeds for men. And for He satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. When we turn to God, He hears our cries. He hears us, right? He cares about us. He knows our fears. He knows, he knows our hearts, right? And when we turn to Him in times of trouble, He will deliver us from our stress and distress. And He will satisfy our thirst and fill our, hungry, our hunger with good things, the Bible says with good things. Now, this psalms is not a, a law of promises in a sense, or that everything will eventually just be okay in our life. Just look at Job and Joseph and Daniel in the Bible. Just look at the apostles or, or other people in the Bible who have gone through so many times in times of persecution. And we need to remember how this psalms starts off with the Lord gathering those who have been scattered from for various reasons? He delivers them out of his enemies, of the enemy's hands. It says he redeemed from the hand of the foe, which implies that people were facing hard times and that people were being scattered. And so, while the psalms may seem to suggest that God, that if we serve God, we're going to serve God and prosper, or we forget God um, and suffer. Right? So, serve God, prosper. Forget God, suffer. But it's not always that simple, is it, church? It's really not always that simple. On the short run, we will face trials. We will, will face struggles. We, we will face pain and, and suffering. But long term, we know that we're gonna be, we will be, um, have eternity with the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who we put up trust and faith in, right? And so often, there's trials. And desert places on our life's journey, but one thing is certain, and one thing is for sure, and one thing we need to keep in our mind: give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds. For He is good, Amen. and His love endures forever. He is good, and His mercy endures forever. Now, some people wait in the and wander in the desert, and some people sit in dark places and deepest glooms because they're trapped. Some people are simply trapped. Some sit. I've sat in darkness in the deepest gloom, verse 10, prisoners suffering in iron chains. For they have rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. So he subject them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help them. See, some people refuse the counsel of God. Some people refuse it. Uh, they refuse it. They neglect it. They neglect God's word. They neglect the preaching. They, they neglect the Holy Scriptures. They neglect listening to His words. They refuse it. And so they despise it and they rebel against it. And therefore they have been subjected to hardship. Now, is all hardship from the Lord? And the answer is, of course not. But God God at times has removed his hand of provision and protection from from us at times, right? Uh, Especially when we have rebelled against God. When we rebel against God. And he will discipline you. He will discipline his children. Why? With the hope that it would lead to repentance and correction. And obedience, amen? Verse 13. And then they cried out to the Lord in trouble, and He saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the deepest gloom and broke away their chains. This is speaking about enslavement. This is speaking about bondage. This is speaking about addictions. Addictions that keep you in despair or in a dark place or have a stronghold on your life. But we can be free in Christ, Amen? We can be free in Christ Jesus. Amen, church? Yeah. Amen. Yeah, I want to hear something back at sometimes, right? Yes, and amen, right? And we have so much freedom in the Lord freedom to, to choose, freedom to do what's right, freedom to do what's wrong, freedom to repent for our sins, freedom to love, freedom to live, freedom to rebel, freedom to turn away from God, which is what we're seeing here in Scripture. They have decided to, to sit in darkness and despair purposely they sit in darkness in the deepest gloom purposely they're doing this they choose to sit in this and they remain in their addictions and they remain in their hardships on purpose but for those who turn back to God and repent there is freedom there is joy there is hope there is delight in Jesus Christ we can be free in Christ as we turn back to him and repent for our sins hallelujah Verse 15 says, let's give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love. His wonderful deeds for men. For he breaks down the gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. Our God is strong. Our God is mighty. Our God is all powerful. And no bars of of iron or addiction can hold back God from, can hold his love from us. He will break through any barrier trying to get to us. He loves us so much. But we need to turn back to him. Now, some sit in darkness. And I think the longer they rebel, the longer they sit there, the longer they play around with these things that they ought not to do, the longer they have this unrepented heart, and unrepented sin being displayed in their life, they become foolish and, and ignorant. And they become deeper and deeper in the hole that they're, they're in. And we see that what happens from that, people are sick and some die. And some are heading to the deathbed. Verse 17 says, Some became fools through their rebellious ways, and they suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They lost all food and drew near the gates of death. Listen, because of their sins, because of their addiction, because of their, their foolishness and foolish ways, because of their rebellion, they became sick, and, and they became afflicted, and they were on the verge of death. But then things change. Then something changed, right? Then, then things can, can change because when they turned around, they turned from their sin. And when you turn from your sins and you turn towards a holy God, and I love this portion of scripture because we see things are changing. Where we learn to depend on God and turn to Him, He hears. He hears, He answers our cries, He He sees our tears, He knows our hearts, right? They cried to the Lord, verse 19, they cried to the Lord and He saved them from their distress, and He sent forth His word. And he heals them, and he rescues them from the grave. Let's give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love, His wonderful deeds for men. Let them sacrifice thanks offering and tell of His works with songs of joy. And we're gonna—we we just did that tonight. Hallelujah! We just had a wonderful time in worship tonight. Thank you, worship team, and those that are all part of this making this happen. When we read and understand God's words, there could be healing. There could be deliverance. People could be set free. Just reflect on how many times God's words have come to mind when you were going through hard times and hardships and feeling down and feeling low. Those words are comforting. God's words are healing. God's word gives life and transformation of the heart, my sister, amen? In the desperate times, in despair, God's word starts coming out of our hearts and our minds and it, it transforms us. when God heals a broken-hearted person. When that person is addicted and, and, and has an addiction and, and is trans, transformed by the power of God, when He saves and heals the person on, in the hospital or on their deathbed, it's time to rejoice. It's time to be thankful. It's time to do the little jig and just get excited, right? It's time to break out in song. It's time to give a testimony like was given tonight. It's time to be thankful. It's time to start speaking about his love and his mercy and his unfailing love. Now, others are adventurous people. They are risk takers and they set out to the sea. Verse 23. Others went out on the sea in ships they were merchants and on the mighty waters and they saw the work of the lord his wonderful deeds in the deep for he spoke and stirred up the tempest that lifted up the waves they mounted up to heaven and went down to the depths in their perils they their courage melted away and they reeled and staggered like drunken men there were at their wit's end let me tell you there's risks in life you have to know that you know that already there's risks in life everything that you do has some degree of risks we understand that for example again many businesses many churches many schools have been shut down and will be shut down and and now we see depression and anxiety and suicide elevating right we come to we try to combat one risk and then we insert all these other types of uncertainties and all these other situations and we add to the problem failing businesses broken hearts and relationships unpaid bill um, bills, and debt is increasing, and people dying, people getting sick, heartache is out there. And we can have our own list if we want to put it together. Um, have, people are trying to remove or deal with one type of risk and one type of uncertainty, and we create several more problems in the process. That's why people say when something something very serious and traumatic happens to you, you shouldn't make fast decisions after that. Calm, cool, slow it down. Get Get back, get back. In the right state of mind, because right now when we have tragedy, we have these things and sickness, and, and people are not healthy. We stop making bad decisions, right? Many of us know that I've done investments and insurance for many long a long time, two get de- two decades, life, health, and disability insurance, and. Um, Really, it's about managing risk. And you cannot manage enough risk by buying enough insurance. Though the insurance agent wants you to try to buy it and I did sell, you can't manage enough risk. You can't alleviate risk. Um, You can try to limit risk. You can try to share risk. You can try to avoid risk, but you can't get rid of risk. There's risk in life. Memo to note, memo to self, being alive, there's risks. You know, staying at home and being a couch potato, there's risk there too, right? There's, there's laziness and complacency and you become withdrawn and, and you live a life often in the virtual world. And eventually that's going to create other health issues as well as you start getting all the munchies and sitting there and not moving. And we all know that we've been there. I usually go into bear mode later on in, in, in by December. I already started that in September. So I got a diet, right? Now, we know there's shut-ins. And, and we know that there are people that are home because they have really no choice. They can't alleviate the risk. But others are making these choices to stay home and be uh, disengaged on purpose, even serving the Lord has risks. We know that the Bible's filled with people who are suffering for the cause of Christ. And so we need to learn, in a way, how to manage our risk. You know, you're a mailman, and as you're walking out there delivering the mail or whatever, Roof, roof, roof. you know, a dog's on the way. you got to manage that and be smart and say, I know that house, right? There's things that happen that we have to learn how to manage risk. But we must walk forward in faith, amen? We are children of the, of, of the God Almighty, and we have to go forward in faith in all that we do. God has called us to take steps of faith, in spite of risks. Now, we don't have to jump off the side of a building or jump off the side to see how manly we are and, and, and climb a, a cliff and say, I'm, I'm a man. No, there's, there's some risks that we don't really need to take, but life has risks. In this passage of Scripture, Things got so out of control. And it says that their courage melted away. It ebbed away. Their courage melted away. And they were at their end. And death was around the corner, right? Death was right out at the corner. They were at their wits end. Verse, verse 28. And then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm and he guided them to their desire haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. The Lord is to be exalted, church. The Lord is to be exalted, church. The Lord is to be exalted, church. We are the assembly of believers and He should be exalted. And when we give a a testimony, we're doing exactly that. We're elevating God to to a a certain level. We're exalting Him. We're honoring Him. Uh, We we are to exalt God in our words, in our actions, in our deeds, right? We are not to elevate ourselves when we give the testimony. We're exalting God. We're elevating God. We are being grateful and thankful for His love and His mercy mercy that has taken place and what he's done for us. And so we're bringing glory and honor to King Jesus. And while we're doing that, we're encouraging our brothers and sisters along the way. And so your heart should be encouraged when you come to church. It should always always be these downer messages. Yeah, I get sometimes we have to bring you down to bring you up. but, But the truth of the matter is that God wants us to be uplifted. God wants us to be encouraged. And when you hear these testimonies, what God has done in people's hearts, that should encourage you. Now in these next several verses, and by, and by the way, let me just say this. That God, as we focus on God, he's going to bring us to our destination. That's so important to get. I don't want to just gloss over that, right? We need to trust Him and allow the Holy Spirit to guide us. And so often, we're not, we're not seeking the Holy Spirit. And we don't, we don't want more of the Spirit. But it's the Holy Spirit that convicts us. It's the Holy Spirit that's going to move us. And it's the Holy Spirit that's going to empower us. And when we're led and guided by the Holy Spirit, we're going to reach the destination. And now what we're seeing here in the ends of these verses, we see a reversal happening. And some people, because of their wickedness, will lose what they have, and, all, and others, because of their poverty and hard times, God is going to bless them. Verse 33, He turned rivers into a desert, flowing springs into thirsty grounds or dry grounds, and fruitful land into a salt waste. Why? Because of the wickedness of those who live there. Wickedness. Verse 35, He turned the desert into pools of water. A reversal. The parched grounds into flowing springs. And there he brought the hungry to live, and they found founded a city where they could settle. They sowed fields and planted vineyards, and that yielded a fruitful harvest. He blessed them, and their numbers greatly increased, and he did not let their hands, their herds diminish. Then, okay, what's happening here? Then, their numbers decreased. They were humbled by oppression, calamity, and sorrow. He who pours content, on nobles made, the, made them wander in the trackless waste. But he lifted up the needy of their affliction, increased their families like flocks, the upright seeds, and rejoices. But all the wicked shut their mouths. Sometimes the wicked needs to just shut their mouths. Sometimes you just need to say, Amen. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Devil, you're a liar. Get out of my face. Yeah. You're a big disgrace. Kicking that can all over the place. Now get out of here, Satan. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke you, amen? Success can be damaging when we take our eyes off Jesus. At any one moment, things can be great. At any one moment, oh, I threw my back out. And things can go bad real quick. But regardless of what we see with our eyes, regardless of what happens in society, I think we need to consider God's mercy and love. And just for a moment real quick look what happened to job he really got beat up his family his finances he wanted to die right he was so sick that he scratched his body with broken pottery scratched his body so that he sat in his own ashes and this was affliction from satan himself and while his wife told him curse god and die job said to his wife and you can read that later in job chapter 2 verse 10 shall we accept good from god And not trouble? And the answer is we are going to have trouble on earth. There will be trials and tribulations, right? There will be persecution that we need to overcome. These things are going to happen. There's going to be times of pain and times of suffering and times that we're just let down. And all this Job did not sin in what he said. And so, yes, we are to accept both the good and the bad when it comes. And I close with this, and then we're going to get ready for communion. Verse 43 of Psalms 107. Whoever is wise, let him heed these things. Verse 43, and consider the great love of the Lord. When we really consider and understand how much God loves us, we will give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. And so regardless of what you go through tonight or tomorrow or next week or while you're sitting with family, over a Thanksgiving meal and the politics and all the stuff comes up and you're like, whoa, hey, just give me another piece of turkey. You know, give thanks to the Lord. Focus on the goodness of God and his love and cry out to him, even if you have to do it quietly and embrace his ways. Ask him for wisdom. Ask him to deliver you and guide you. And more importantly, always be thankful to the Lord for his love endures forever. Whoever is wise, let him heed these things. Consider, 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 consider the great love of the Lord. Yes. Amen. Would you stand with me, church? And we're going to prepare for communion right now. Hopefully you will have your stuff when you came in. <coughs> And everybody here, I believe everybody here is saved. But let me just say this for those on our recording and, and those who just might not. You know, we never want to take we never want to take for granted who might know the Lord and who might not know the Lord, amen. You just don't you just honestly you don't know who is really saved. And so before we take communion as a family, as a body of believers. You simply need to believe in the cross, believe in his virgin birth, believe in the resurrected Savior. Put your trust and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord can and will be saved. And we ought to examine our hearts and confess our sins. And he is just. He is faithful. He will forgive you of your sins. Amen. Now, once you have done that and you receive Jesus, then you are welcome to receive communion and be part of this family of believers. But I tell you, these words are true. And so the Bible says, for, for many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep, which means many die. For we judge ourselves, we will not be judged. This is holy communion. We are agreeing with churches all over the world when we take Holy Communion, believing in the resurrected Savior, that He is alive. Amen? He is alive. He is alive. His love and His mercy endures forever. And after examining our hearts, let me pray for uh, this bread. Father God, we just thank You for this bread that's symbolic of Your body that went to the cross. Lord, remember, we remember and recognize what You have done, O God bless this. And when he was given thanks, he broke it and said, take ye, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's do this together as a family. This cup, symbolic of his blood, that stained the cross. His body was so bruised and battered his family couldn't even recognize him. His friends couldn't even recognize him. If you didn't know he was there, you wouldn't even, couldn't even comprehend how bad his body was shredded. He did it because he loves us so much. Father God, I just pray for this couple, Lord. Thank you. As we remember you, God. As we remember the cross, as we remember what you have done, oh God, we are so thankful Oh, Lord, this Thanksgiving season, Lord, as we take communion, we just remember you, oh God, and the great work. We're great sinners, oh God, set free because of you and your love and what you were willing to do. And so we we are just so grateful, God, for what you have done, oh God. We remember you, oh God. Continue to touch our bodies and heal our bodies and heal our land. We just thank you, Lord Jesus, because we know that by your stripes, we are healed. Thank you for this, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In the same manner, he took his cup after supper, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's take partake. Hallelujah. God. I pray, Lord Jesus, for the church and the family of believers, the saints of God, O Lord, who have dedicated themselves unto you, O God. I pray, Lord Jesus... That tonight and tomorrow and the rest of the week, oh God, that we have a great time and great fellowship with our friends and family, Lord. Whether it's from a distance, whether it's behind a mask, whether it's close up, God. We just pray for your protection. We pray for your healing power. We pray, sovereign God, that Holy Spirit will move and hover in our homes, in our hearts, in this church. And you will continue to change and transform hearts by the power of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Happy Thanksgiving.